a great suburb. We're going to talk about Wheeler Heights. Over to you, Michael Burgio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 435. This morning, we're going to be talking, uh, uh, giving, for one, going to be looking at a great suburb on the northern beaches called Wheeler Heights, but also allowing you to take the points or the how we look at a suburb, judging its success and some good characteristics of it and then you may be able to apply that to a suburb that you're looking at buying to judge as well so i'm just gonna will heights do you want to give the brief description where will heights is mark and i'll just share the screen yeah so uh, and look i i think before we go into data michael okay. why would a family why the attractions of a suburb are really, really important to the value of that suburb. And, you know, there's there's things that are not so obvious and the things that are super obvious, like schools and ocean and beach and shops and lakes and whatever that is, um, we're going to use, by using Wheeler Heights, you're going to see some of the examples that we're, that uh, of why that's a great suburb for, uh, for us on the Northern Beaches. And like Michael was saying, you're going to apply those things overlay them onto where you are at the moment so it's where wheeler heights is is so there's 35 suburbs 40 suburbs on the northern beaches wheeler heights is actually inland uh one one suburb inland from the beach so you've got Coleroy, sort of Coleroy plateau then you've got wheeler heights uh, sitting in there um even to topography I, I think it's pretty important for a suburb the more um People love a level block, but people do love an aspect as well. So if you can achieve, this is sort of a slightly hilly sort of area, um, but uh, there it is, it's denoted. But you, you've got the, the narrow bean lakes around it as well. Then you've got your, um, uh, your beach to the east, your lakes to the north. You've got your shops, which is really important, and schools and stuff for a suburb. Um through there so there you go you got your you got your commercial industry so um bit of industrial sort of for key workers and stuff there as well that beautiful lake straight above beautiful beach to the east so these are some of the things that people are looking at for a great suburb that uh, they love water uh they do love a shop they do love a level block they do love to be able to get to where they got to get to fast mm. now to, and i think it's also good to look at um population how many homes are, are in an area so you can put things into context i find a bit web so a lot of people let's say go wrong but they look at a suburb and they don't have the context like oh 50 homes are on the market maybe why are a lot of people leaving it's like well normally there's 100 so 50 is not that large because you may be coming from an area that only sells 10 homes a month and then you're, you're looking at an area to look at to buy in it and they're doing a lot more so and vice versa. So I think context is very key. Um, so you want to know sort of the, the location, the population. And now look at Willow Heights is we got seven parks covering population of 14,387 people. There are 884 dwellings, 119 units. So a, a pretty 
pretty good size. That would be one of, do you reckon that's one of our, that would be one of Northern Beach's smaller suburbs. But look at this, total listings on average is 26 and the median sale price is 2.16. What does that tell you, Mark? Every two weeks there's a house that's selling. Two million bucks is about on par, I reckon. Yeah. Only one property on the market in Willow Heights. That actually gives you a good point where if you're looking to buy there, Mark, and there's nothing on the market you like, knowing this data helps you judge how long till another property comes up on the market where if, if that were, say, 100, then you're like, okay, well, on average next week, four new homes will come up on the market and I can wait. Or if it's lower, you go, well, typically it may be a month before another house comes on the market and I want to buy something now. So, you know, like I find that's very keen. I get that a lot in commercial property when a buyer who they're very keen to buy, they're almost calling every week thinking there's 10 new listings like residential. But I think it's good to know those figures, especially if you've really pinpointed a suburb you want to buy and you need to know how the volume. And when, because as we've said on many shows, Mark, sometimes when there's more listings on the market, you've got more choice, um, which can be, mean a little bit more aggressive on price compared to a suburb with not many listings. So, guys, if you just tuned in, we're talking about how to identify a great suburb and the characteristics. We're using as an example Wheeler Heights on the northern beaches. Um, Michael, you know what another one is about, I think, about a great suburb? Topography, obviously, being being level is, is nice. People love, ha love having a level entry to their home. They love having an entry yard. Another thing in addition to that is a dirty suburb. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes what people actually have is... Uh, how do I say it? They got commercial, industrial, smoke, trucks and stuff going through their suburbs. So I think often if you can get away from that a little bit, uh, that is an advantage as well if you're not if you're not in a dirty suburb. Yeah, that's very true. The variety. A lot of people may only want to be in a residential only area, which doesn't have, yeah, commercial use um, and things like that as well. Yeah. Like it's pretty, you know? Yeah. Talk Architecture. About Architecture. Mark. You know, like if you've got, yep. you got a suburb that's like full of, you know, uh, like about, uh, you know, different suburbs, some of them have a lot of Hampton homes, some of them have a lot of sort of one-story homes, a lot of two-story homes. Uh, I think a suburb with pretty architecture with the majority of the homes does does hold, does start pushing up or preserving the value of the suburb. Walk us through the importance of or the or no importance, knowing the median sale price of an area. If you're a person, you know the median. How does that help you when you're out on the weekends and comparing that to guide prices? Like Wheeler Heights median price is just under that sort of two million. What what's the advantage of knowing the data for a buyer and the trend of the median? Um, look, I, I think I think if, if you can if you can have a good a fair drive through that suburb and say, look, most the representation of this suburb is generally one level homes. This is not Wheeler Heights, but I'm just saying generally one level homes. Three bedroom is generally what's in the area, and then you've got that uh, median price available to you. Then you can generally say, okay, well, if the median price is two point one then generally, you know, and, and, and an agent's guiding to me 1.6, I know that's out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
what else are you looking for in when you're picking a suburb? So if you're purchasing and you say we want to live there, schools important, public transport. Yeah, I think for Wheeler Heights, public transport is a, is a, is a big thing. Schools are a big thing. Um, do you know what education for your kids and the Chinese do this a lot um, in all the Asian cultures, I should say, but they really do weight and importance on the education of their kids, so much so that they've actually moved to an area for a school, um, for a primary school and for a secondary school, more so a secondary school. Uh, university, the kids are a bit older, they sort of don't mind giving them a car and they can travel, but certainly for those younger years, that sort of, uh, you know, six years of age all the way through to 17, school's super important, having the right, the right type of, uh, acumen of it, level of education. Um, some even choose a little bit of affluence um, as well, uh, you know, for that. But certainly Cromer High School's got a cracker um, uh, primary school, public mm. system. And, you know, Willow Heights is also close to not only um, my favourite Cromer High School where I was educated. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, uh, and Pitt with a house uh, is, is a really good private school as well. But you know, there's there's good private schools around. There's good public schools around, and I think I think that that helps with livability for a suburb. And and Mel said Bella Vista Waters versus Bella Vista median price is one point seven versus two point seven, or due to the architecture. So you've probably got a suburb that's a lot of metricon standard homes, and then a lot of people doing really boutique, beautiful homes. Reminds me of Melbourne. If anyone says anything about architecture, there's a lot of that in Melbourne. Uh, and I'll say it's more the culture in the schools when other kids are dedicated yeah, dedicated to high performance. This is what parents look for. And I think like you bring back to Wheeler Heights in the general blurb of the suburb, it says most of the population are 40 to 45 with children paying on average a $4,000 mortgage. So knowing, looking at that type of data, we'll see, like if you've got a suburb that is mainly parent, there's, then there, that that's going to sort of reflect what everyone wants. He's going to be, and you're a parent with kids, then being in that environment, you're going to have a, a lot of the same sort of, um, well, the same sort of response, not, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, not responsibilities, wants maybe closer to public transport, having uh, better walking paths to and from school, better quality bus stops. So if you've if you all got children, you're going to care about if there's more pedestrian crossings, um, access and direct transport to the, uh, the school if you're in a suburb that mostly has teenagers they're not worried they're not they're not going to have been asking council to put in extra bus routes from that suburb closer to the school because not everyone's around wanting the same things so i think if you've got kids and you look at a suburb like wheeler heights which are predominantly parents with kids then you're all having those um the area is going to have the same wants can't think of the right word and but i think you get the point and don't forget, um, every suburb, what people don't realise, and guys, we're just talking about identifying your suburbs um, with properties, property prices and stuff like that. Don't forget there's a word um, that I invented. It's called the suburb churn. 
Mm. So every suburb has a, a churn of uh, empty nesters, uh, which is also a churn of young families moving in. It's same, It's pretty much the same thing. It, it actually marries up or it anchors up to when the suburb was originally developed. So people will generally get in when their kids are sort of three, four, five years of age and they will get out when their kids are sort of 20, 22, 25 years of age. So there's about a 15 to 20-year churn that go on in most suburbs. So you'll see this particularly in newly anchored suburbs, so, um, you know, uh, where, there, where there's big estates, and then you'll see all the young families move in, and then you'll see all the houses get old equally, and then they all start getting the renovations equally. So Narrowena, or let's, talk, let's go back to Wheeler Heights. Wheeler Heights is probably about a 35, 40-year-old suburb now. It's gone through two churns. So it's actually now coming out of its last churn. So you, what you'll actually start to see with that suburb is see how you notice that the average age was 44? Yeah. You'll, yeah. No, you'll notice that average age will start creeping up. Then you'll actually notice it'll, it'll start creeping back down. Then it'll start. So it always it always does that. You'll start noticing all the houses getting renovated. Mm. You know, with, with when all the young families come in, kitchens, bathrooms, and you'll start noticing these houses age as the old families staying there. So there will be suburbs that will go through um, this churn that I'm talking about. You know, like Haberfield and those other places in suburbs. You see a lot of the oldies, and then the oldies sell, and all the more, all the young, all the outies turn up. And the uh, the, mm. the the European cars, and then they're doing kitchens, bathrooms, second stories, and, and funky stuff. So suburbs do go through churn, and if you want to understand your suburb in Sydney a little bit more, understand that. What's well, a good point? It says the average length of owners in Will Heights is fourteen years, which really goes with what okay. you're saying. So it's good to see yep. that with suburbs, owner occupiers yep. are ninety percent as well. So there's some key things to really. Um, test out okay yeah I, th I think yeah. i think that's a good testament to a good suburb as well burge I, I think i think if it's if it's less if it's more owner occupied than tenancies uh i think you'll find that people will tend to spend a bit more money when they live there rather than when they rent there so the the quality of homes and the love that's gone into those homes and probably the longevity of, of those families in those areas is very good you know a tenancy may last for two to four years but you can see an uh, owner occupying is lasting for 14 years uh you probably got better better long-standing more long-standing neighbors mm. yeah very true all righty anything else you want to add on to that this morning mark that's a bit about wheeler heights that's a really good snapshot on how to identify your suburb i love talking about our northern beaches suburbs as well so everyone can understand them a little bit um Around it, you've got Colorado Plateau, you've got Narrowena, you've got DY, you've got Narrabeen. It's a really cool, cool place to live. Um, but, yeah, I love, love talking about our locations and why they're good. Awesome. All right, thank you, everyone. See you tomorrow morning. See you, Mr. Bidjo. Bye.